Welcome to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant, and Practical Family exists to help families just like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Jen, thanks for joining me again for another episode of the Practical Family Podcast. This is episode 38, and today we're talking about planning. Yay, planning! I've entitled this, Why Planning Can Be Your Best Friend and Your Worst Enemy, (laughs) for a good reason. Because if you're anything like me, you love the smell of a fresh new planner, if you love using paper planners, or you love just opening a fresh new Google spreadsheet or Trello board or there are all kinds of options for how to plan your day, how to organize projects and all of that. And we'll get to some practical examples later, but first I want to address this idea of planning. Now, people tend to have two different responses when it comes to this, or you may have both of them at once for different reasons. Some people respond to the idea of planning in a supercharged, motivated kind of a way. Like, oh, I just love to get things done. Bring on the plans. It brings you security. It brings you joy in just knowing that things are going to get done. On the other hand, you may respond to planning in kind of an intimidated kind of a way because planning means you have to stop what you're doing think ahead instead of acting in the moment. And don't get me wrong, I believe that there are good places for spontaneity because those times inspire creativity. I love it. But the idea of planning, I think, cannot be looked at in a one-sided manner. I think there is room for both. And why we're talking about it being your best friend or your worst enemy is where your mindset is when it comes to making the time to make the plan. I tend to get disillusioned when my plans fall through. When that disappointment sets in, it's more often than not I'm getting upset with myself because either I didn't see something coming or I missed the mark or something. And that response inside of me, the Lord is working on in me because I cannot be as hard on myself as I have been. Because that just tells me that I think that I'm in charge over all these things. And while in some respects we are called to persevere and finish the tasks ahead, it's been a bigger lesson for someone like me who loves planning to step back and say, okay, God, I'm just going to let you (laughs) work in this because I cannot control every aspect of things. Now, when you're a young mom or you're a mom of young kids, Cleaning with young kids in the house is, as they say, like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos, okay? You feel like you're never really caught up with things. And if you get into that do it, do it, do it mode, fix it, fix it, fix it, you tend to be this whirlwind of of a mom fixing everybody else's problems before you step back and make a plan for how things could go. So we'll kind of talk about planning in terms of personal priorities and then home priorities. So first, I want you to think about this. Planning assumes a goal. Like I had a goal when I was in high school that I'd like to be married by a certain time, I'd like to have kids by a certain time. Oh, and also I wanna travel and I wanna have a career. Raise your hand right now if that plan perfectly worked out the way that you planned it. No, nobody? Nobody at all, anyone? Bueller? No, our plans don't tend to work out the way that we exactly 
see them, especially when we're young and we haven't experienced the world yet. But planning is about seeing further than just right now. Even though we cannot control every life circumstance, like getting married and having kids by a certain time, we still need to be able to plan out a little bit further than we are right now. And what this does is it fights the evil battle of instant gratification. In this world of fast-moving technology, we have this tendency as people growing up in this new tech age to need the answers and need things to happen right now. Google and Siri can get us our answers, right? But we have to learn not to become so dependent on that that we stop planning for the things that need to be planned for. Now here are the ways that planning can be your best friend. Planning can motivate you because it sets the goal in front of you to see further than just the next five minutes, just the next 24 hours, just the next couple of weeks, right? When you have something to look forward to, it tends to motivate you to that end. But if you refuse to put goals in place, then the motivation tends to not kick in. They teach us this, in, especially in teacher training, when we were learning classroom management. How do you motivate students? How do you motivate anybody to do work? Or even if you're a homeschool mom, how do you motivate your kids to accomplish such and such goal? Well, you have to start by learning about what motivates them, what they like. You look at the person first. And you say, well, okay, I need you to do this. But what is it that's going to get you here? Is it that you need to work laying on your belly on the carpet? Or do you work better at a table? Being willing to be flexible with how those goals are accomplished is one thing. And then setting your sights ahead to motivate you toward that goal is the next. So plans, they'll be your best friend if they motivate you in a way that you are motivated. Plans also need to have a clear path and not a lot of variables. Plans help you to perform the due diligence that you need to perform in order to earn the next level. So in business especially, you don't often earn the next level of a promotion, let's say, until you've done the due diligence of the position under that promoted position. People just don't give you rewards just because you're cute or because you're there. It's not just longevity, it's the actual performance of the duties that are required. Planning also helps us to build perseverance, that building up of our character that allows us to move forward. It also helps us to build responsibility, right? Moms, you know this. When you allow your kids to struggle through hard things and they persevere and they come out better, they're going to be excited about doing it again the next time. They may kick a little bit, but they'll have the memory of the last time that they persevered through that thing. And the same thing with you, Mama. If you dread setting up a cleaning schedule for yourself, for your home, let's say, and you hate the laundry, you hate the dishes. I get it. I hate them too. But when you make yourself persevere and maybe even time yourself through these tasks that are just so annoying and you get through it and get through it and get through it, then you'll do it better the next time. It's kind of like learning to read a book too. If you were never a reader of books before and you persevere through one chapter and you look at the time and you go, oh my goodness, it only took me like 15 minutes to read that chapter. That's not hard. <laughs> I can do another chapter. And then you can become more of a reader. So things like that that help us to persevere. Planning is our best friend when we can see the goals ahead of us. Homeschool, money, budgeting, projects, home cleaning, all these things that we can persevere through and learn responsibility in. Planning is also our best friend 
when it helps us to develop our identity. When we know who we are and we know where we're going, it's a beautiful thing. I was just reading this week in 1 Corinthians and the Apostle Paul was telling the Corinthian church. He says, look guys, you all are kind of fighting about, I am of this person, I'm of this, oh, this person baptized me, that person baptized me, oh, Paul baptized me, so I know what I'm talking about, so you need to listen to me. Paul's like, no, 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 okay, I, I may baptize somebody, but I was called to be an evangelist of Jesus Christ. That's my call, that's who I am, okay? And you all have gifts too, in the whole book of Corinthians, he's talking about, you all have gifts given by God. Walk in them. The whole book of Ephesians talks about how to walk in your specific giftings. And knowing who you are is because God planned from the foundation of the world to give us these good things to walk in, to glorify himself and the ministry of his son. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. When we plan and we know that our God has a bigger plan and we're faithful to what he's given us for this season in our life right now, we are much more likely to hold on to the identity that he's given to us. So planning can be our best friend when it helps us to develop our identity, when we know who we are and we know where we're going. Okay, this is when planning can become our worst enemy. Planning is our worst enemy when, number one, it starts to run my life. When planning drives me instead of me driving the plan. This will exhibit in my life when I'm disappointed because I want what I planned for. I planned for this and -and so-and-so got in the way of that or this person needed this, or this person canceled. I'm like, why are they so flaky? They need to stop. Don't they know that I have a plan? (laughs) That can really quickly turn into entitlement. I want what I plan for. I deserve what I plan for. That's when planning can become your worst enemy. I deserve it because I plan for it, or I deserve it because I worked for it. Friends, nothing is promised to us in this life. And if the quicker that we learn humility about the things that we deserve and don't deserve, the minute we focus on ourself instead of other people, that's when entitlement can creep in and our planning, our plans can become our enemy because it starts to fight against our goal, our identity, serving others instead of serving ourselves, right? Serving our family instead of worrying about our plans not working out perfectly. Our plans become our worst enemy when they become our identity. I love this quote and I'll say it over and over again. Who you are is not what you do. Say it again. Say it again, Jen, to tell myself. Who you are is not what you do. And for me, the doing is translated by the things that I plan to do for myself. Okay, but I can get quickly lost in that. Even in in all the uh, great planning that I think I do for my homeschool day, let's say, okay, I fill in all those pretty little boxes in my planner. I love using the happy planner, okay? (laughs) By the way, I use a paper planner for homeschooling, and I love it. But when our homeschool day doesn't go as planned, and I don't get to that cool activity or that video I wanted them to see or that lesson just because they are stuck on the last thing and it took them longer to do the the writing assignment and, and I didn't get to do the science experiment, I mean, some things we just have to let go, but I can easily let that get to me and tell 
myself that, oh my goodness, I am not a good homeschool mom. I'm not a good planner because we couldn't get to this and we couldn't get to that. It's just not true, folks. Being flexible is what is going to allow us to have that grace for ourselves. And planning can be our worst enemy when we start to say, I am bad because I didn't accomplish this and that. Or I am not as good as so-and-so because I didn't get to that. We can't do that. We can't do that, moms especially. We can't not have that grace for ourselves because in reality, it's God that gives us the strength, right? Even our, if you want to even take it back to the idea of salvation, you know, we are able to do what we do because God's given us the ability to do it. That none of ourselves, it is a gift of God that nobody can boast and I have to cling to that. So when our plans start to work against us, it's because we've allowed our plans to drive our identity instead of our identity being driven by Christ and we do what we can and how we have grace for the rest. When I tend to think that I'm the chief architect of my life, that is the moment when I'm leaning on my own understanding. But I have to remember that God is God, I am not. And Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Verse 9 says that in their hearts, humans plan for their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Friends, planning can become my worst enemy when I have to have it my way. But there is blessing in the submission to God's will, letting go of that control that we think we have and thinking that it's all depending on us. Mothers, we especially can fall into this trap because we are the nurturers. We are the caregivers. We are the ones who think of people first. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my sister one time and we were talking about, oh, why can't people just just see this. Is everybody this selfish? Why don't they consider what this person does and what that person needs and that? And we both of us had to stop and go, you know what? I think because we tend to think in those directions, it doesn't mean that everybody does. And this is a point that I've had to come to over the years too. Just because my attention is turned in one way and I think I'm, you know, all high and noble because I think of these things, uh, it doesn't mean that everybody does. And it also doesn't mean that it makes the other people worse for not. We are all given different gifts, different abilities, different insights. And God wants us to use that for his glory instead of going, oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit better because I think this way and they don't. No, that, that is such a recipe for pride and, and disaster. Mama, stay in your lane, okay? If there's any practical advice that I can give right now, it's that we need to stay in our lane and this all comes back to our identity in Christ again if we really believe that he is in control and that we're not will allow him to accomplish that and us not be worried about trying to do it for him I love that in God's eternal plan to send his son Jesus to die for us that that prophecy was fulfilled from the very beginning the book of Ephesians in the Bible actually paints this picture perfectly. Paul starts by talking about how God planned from the beginning. In chapter 1, it so pleased him to have this plan to send his son to die for the sins of the world so that we could live this way and know him and be connected to him and be united with each other. It's a beautiful picture. And it's God's plan. It's his model to us that he did this because 
he knew, he not only foreknew and predestined, but he knew that these things would happen. And that because we have the blessing and the ability to love on our families now and to be able to plan to do good and not evil, he says, remember where you once were, you came from this, but now you're here. Walk worthy of the calling and the blessing that I gave you. And that's a beautiful picture. In that, I think that it's also good that we plan to rest. Now, I am the first one to say that I have a hard time with this because rest for me, honestly, feels like laziness. And that's not true. <laughs> that is how it feels in me, though. And if you can connect with that at all, you know that it's very hard to sit down and do nothing. But rest doesn't have to look like sitting down and doing nothing. You know what is restful for me sometimes? Even though I don't like doing it, but what makes me get outside of myself is actually going for a jog. I didn't say run. I'm not a runner. I will go for a jog, a light jog. And that means that it's just me out on the road, not in front of my computer, not with a book in my hand. Sometimes I'll listen to books on Audible, okay? I will do that because I love learning. But making my body get up and do something different than just housework, than just writing, than just reading, than just being with the kids, that is rest for me. And it puts me in a different place. It gets my blood pumping. So, but planning to be productive and then pouring out. But when we do, we also need to learn how to receive that, to rest, to let other people bless us. And even though it's difficult sometimes to admit that we need help, I think it's necessary because it also puts our hearts in that place to be able to receive help. But when we're always pushing people aside and going, no, 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 I got this, I got this, you, you, no, no, it's okay, you go, you go. It doesn't allow other people the opportunity to bless you where you're at. And that is a blessing to them. So plan to rest, plan to rest, it's a good thing. Where planning can become our closest friend is when we're able to plan to sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm reminded of the Mary and Martha story in the Bible, and I actually have a great resource for you written by Katie Reed. She's going to be a guest on the podcast soon. Katie Reed wrote a book called Made Like Martha. It's interesting that Marthas have gotten a bad rap because if you're a planner, you may have been um, compared to the Martha in the Bible, the Martha and Mary story where Jesus said, Martha, you're worried about many things but only one thing is necessary. And he's like, sit at my feet. Look, Mary's sitting at my feet. But that doesn't mean that Martha is any worse because she had to prepare the meal and she was you know, concerned about this and that. The lesson was simply, it's okay to just sit. Don't let all those other things overtake you. It's good that you're doing all those other things. You were wired to be a productive person. But remember that you also need rest and you also need to sit at my feet. One of the books that I've been enjoying lately as we've been doing the Home on Purpose series is by Sarah May. Sarah May wrote a book called Having a Martha Home, The Merry Way. And she breaks it down real simply and it's not about Again, having a perfect looking home or finding our identity and what our home looks like. It's about having a heart that loves to prepare our home for our family. As women, whether we're working or not, whether we're homeschooling or not, um, taking care of our home is our landing place for our family. And unless you're in a situation where, you know, dad stays home and mom works, you are, as a woman, the primary 
caregiver of your home. And if we don't take that into account when we make our plans for the day, we can easily let that go by the wayside or we can fill it with the opportunity to buy more stuff and put more stuff in our home. And so where planning can become our best friend in that is when we plan to take care of our home. Like for instance, before I sat down to do this podcast, I made sure the dishes were done, I made my bed and I did the laundry. And because we do those little things every day, it's easier to maintain the home in the long run and then the deep cleaning and things like that can come later. But being ready to sit at the feet of Jesus first so that we can get all these those things into perspective. What I love about Sarah May's book, Having a Martha Home the Merry Way, is that she gives us little tips for cleaning and then she inserts uh, pages in each chapter that have us look at scripture. So what about this in, in my heart needs to rest first before I care for the things of my home, my family, my kids, their education? Is my heart able to rest in the truth and the things of Jesus before I move on to the other necessary things that I have planned? And am I making time to sit with the Lord on these things before I move on to the rest? So those important questions that we need to ask ourselves, planning can be our best friend when we make the time to be refilled by the Lord. Remember, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Jesus compares himself to that which is sustaining. His words are sustaining us. But planning can be our worst enemy when I make my time with the Lord like something else to check off my to-do list instead of something that I need to start my day. We can easily put our devotion time as a notch on our belt, a check on our to-do list, and Christianity is not about the do's and don'ts, but it is about what's already been done for us, and this is where we who love to plan need to just to learn to receive, to stop and receive so that we can be refilled to do what we love to plan to do. Because planning has these close ties to our identity, we need to stop and remind ourselves whose we are. We belong to God, we belong to the Lord, and He has good plans for us. He loves us and He doesn't want us to be overburdened by all the things. Another thing to keep track of is how much white space we allow in our day, meaning if you have ever used like a Google calendar or a paper calendar and every day is filled with something, it can quickly become overwhelming and then all of a sudden, oh wow, why is there no time for this or that? Or I have not made time for the Lord today. Well, because it wasn't planned for. It wasn't prioritized. We tend to prioritize and plan the things that are most important to us. But when we put the Lord there first, it's amazing how quickly he helps us to prioritize those things. We need to know who we are, knows whose we are, and know where we're going. There is freedom in the boundaries of making a plan. There's the freedom to say no because it's no longer about what people think you should be, but what God has been telling you. There is freedom in being able to learn his word and freedom in creating values for your family that gives us direction and priorities. So families, planning can become our worst enemy when we allow it to define who we are. And may we never get to the point where we're questioning who we are because we have all these plans for our lives instead of first checking in with the Lord and asking him, what is it, God, that you want for my life? Who am I? What have you created me to be? What gifts have you given me? 
and he will answer you, I promise, but you need to first give him your time. A couple tools that I want to mention are what I use primarily for our family's calendar is, is our Google Calendar. If you have a Gmail account and you have that calendar app on there as well, I keep everything on there and I sync it to my phone. When it comes to other projects and because I write and I blog, project planning, I actually use this program called Trello. Trello is amazing because it's like it's like digital sticky notes, like it allows you to create cards and categories and things and you can sort of attack one category at a time and it's all web-based you can save it as a they bookmark on your browser and plan that way I think it's excellent to, to plan homeschooling things on there as well and to also you can use it to collaborate with other people other moms maybe other community members in your homeschooling community like I said before I use the happy planner for planning actual homeschool lessons so we'll have links to those in the show notes as well but first and foremost, friends, remember that your Bible is the source of everything that you need to hear from the Lord. Ask Him about your plans. I highly recommend, if you don't already, journaling in your quiet time. If you can get up before the kids are up, um, not saying that the morning is the best time to do it. It's different for everybody, but it helps me to be in that quiet place in the morning before the kids are awake to just sit with my Bible and my journal and I write to the Lord like God what's going on help me to understand I have this I have that but please just show me in your word where I need to rest where I need to calm my brain and all these things aren't as pressing as I think they are thank you friends for listening to the practical family podcast this has been a great time just for me to be able to uh, remind myself, even as I made these notes for today, and to get into the Word and to remind you to do the same, we're all in the same path, family. This is an exciting time in our lives because we have all these options, and just don't waste it. Don't waste the time that you've been given by God. Every day is a gift, and I pray that you will be able to prioritize your life based on who God has made you to be and not what anybody else says you're supposed to be. Thank you for listening to the Practical Family Podcast. This has been Jen Bryant. Please check us out at practicalfamily.org. We're on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter. Go ahead and leave us a note on this podcast episode or on practicalfamily.org and tell us what have you learned? What has God been teaching you lately about what it means to plan? Practical Family exists to help families like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Thank you.